Welcome to Meldon Law and Friends. I am Jeffrey Meldon, founder of Meldon Law and practicing attorney, helping people who have been seriously injured in uh, crashes involving cars, trucks, uh, boats, uh, uh, motorcycles, uh, golf carts, skateboards, uh, whatever. Uh, a lot of people, though, it's not really funny because... Uh, your life can be turned upside down by a, a serious crash, and we do help people put their lives back together. So if you ever have any questions, give us a call. Uh, you can go to MeldonLaw.com, or you can give us a call at 352-373-8000. Uh, it's very uh, it's exciting to be here. Uh, we've got a great guest, um, Bob Ganzak who is the uh, leader of the local Dale Carnegie course here in Gainesville, Florida, is going to be on our guest. Bob also uh, has experience in uh, other cities and is uh, really uh, someone that we look up to at Meldon Law. We've had, uh, let's see, I think we're up to uh, 14 team members that have gone through the Dale Carnegie uh, success, leadership and success course. So uh, if you don't know anything about it, stay tuned because Bob is going to tell you all about what uh, Dale Carnegie's course is. It's not all about public speaking. Uh, it has a lot to do with uh, life principles and how to, uh, number one, succeed in life, and number two, enjoy life more. Uh, both very, uh, very important uh principles to uh, keep in mind. A couple things are going on here in uh, uh, North Central Florida. Of course, uh, the World Equestrian Center is rocking and rolling nowadays. It's wintertime, which means uh, all the people from all over are coming down to uh, Cala, Florida, and we're going to have a good time at WEC. We're sponsoring uh, events out there, and uh, uh, shout out to all our friends, uh, you know, at WEC and Marion County for putting together what's probably the most remarkable um, horse, uh, I call it the Horse Disney World. Uh, if if you love horses, uh, then you definitely uh, need to check out the World Equestrian Center and uh, see what's going on there. Lots of events. It's really become a, a, a small city. So uh, enjoy it and have a great time. A uh, couple other things going on. We got uh, Gator gymnastics uh the gator gymnastics team ranked number two in the country uh may wind up being the national champion and uh the girls that you see on the show uh uh presented at the uh, uh odome the uh, exact tech arena in gainesville uh, or on tv friday nights uh on the sec network are olympic caliber uh champions uh you're gonna see them uh, performing Gainesville if you go to the uh, events, and uh, you're going to see them in the Olympics coming up in uh, whatever, 2024, I believe. So uh, let's support our Gator gymnastic team. Not only that, it's so much fun. Uh, Meldon Law uh, has uh, what we call Fan Fest there. We have a Wheel of Fortune. We give away gifts to everybody who uh, comes and visits us at the uh, Fan Fest booth. Uh, enjoy it. Have have a uh, <clears throat> a time coming around, and uh, you 
may win one of our terrific prizes. You will win one of our terrific prizes, as a matter of fact, because everybody wins. Uh, Gator basketball, women's, uh, so the women's basketball team has become best friends with my wife, Patricia, and myself. Uh, Kelly Ray uh, Finley, the coach, is awesome. She uh, was uh, uh, the new coach of the year last year. Uh, she really turned the team around, and we have a, a, a lot of uh, a, a lot of really fine athletes on the women's team. Usually, it's the men's team that gets uh, all the love and all the attention. However, I promise you, if you come see the Gator women's basketball uh, games, uh, you'll have a blast. Um, I they're either some nights are free, some some nights it's five bucks. Uh, if you want a tickets, just call us at Melden Law. We'll get you tickets to the uh, Lady Gator basketball team because we support them. Uh, we went to some practices and uh, watched them practice. Uh, they're really hardworking young ladies who uh, are putting on uh, a terrific uh, athletic performance for everybody. So uh, let's uh, support those teams. We like to support the teams that aren't quite as famous as football and basketball uh, in the men's arena. So let's help our Lady Gators out. We got, uh, let's see, we got uh, some great games. So basketball, uh, the Kentucky game is February 22nd. We're giving away uh, tickets on Facebook page. Go to Melden Law Facebook page and you will be able to get into some uh, uh uh, great seats for the Kentucky game. And for those of you that haven't been to a, a Gator basketball game versus Kentucky, I promise you it is quite an event. The sea of blue that invades the uh, uh, O-Dome is uh, massive. So uh, we need all the help. Come and cheer us on. And everyone in the arena will be getting a Gator Melden Law t-shirt for free. So uh, that's pretty cool. I think we're having eleven or 12,000 of them made. So uh, don't miss out on your uh, Melden Law uh, t-shirt at the Kentucky basketball game February 22nd. Uh, <clears throat> anyhow, a couple other things going on. The Matheson Museum on February 24th. It's a Friday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, the Matheson Museum is located in uh, Gainesville, Florida. Uh, you can uh, <clears throat> check out the event. It's called the Gainesville Music Scene in the 1970s, featuring the great Southern Music Hall and the photography of John Moran. Uh, we're going to have special guests there to celebrate the great Southern Music Hall, uh, of which I was uh, one of the two co-founders with Jim Forsman, and Jim is still uh, lives in Gainesville. He's going to be there. And we're going to be telling stories about uh, what uh, went on, how we created uh, this 1,800-seat uh, performing arts theater right on University Avenue in the middle of Gainesville. And some of the acts that we had there were absolutely incredible. I think there's uh, 10 or 11 uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame members that uh, performed for us at the uh, Great Southern Music Hall. And those of you that lived in Gainesville during the 1970s will know uh, just how uh, exceptional the Great Southern performances were. We had performers such as Bo Diddley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Jimmy Buffett, Bob Seger, 
Bonnie Raitt. For you blues fans, Muddy Waters. For you comedy fans, we had Cheech and Chong and Steve Martin. Uh, the country fans enjoyed Waylon Jennings and, of course, uh, Earl Scruggs. Uh, for uh, you R&B fans, there was uh, Ray Charles, Howlin' Wolf, and how about Ike and Tina Turner, uh, along with uh, Jimmy Cliff, Greg Allman from the Allman Brothers, Minnie Ripperton, Eric Burden from the Animals. So they're all featured at <clears throat> the Great Southern Music Hall event at the Matheson Museum. Check it out. Just go to Math. Just Google Matheson Museum. The tickets are free. Friday, February twenty fourth, seven p.m. Uh, you do need to register ahead of time. Uh, and uh, we're Melden Law it has produced this event, and it's going to be uh, a really rocking time. February twenty fourth, uh, all the original. Uh, folks that were involved with it are going to be there, and there's going to be a discussion for those uh, that uh, lived and breathed uh, the Great Southern at that time. So uh, come and enjoy us. Uh, we're going to go to a uh, short break, and then we're going to be back on Meldon Law and Friends with our great guest, Bob Ganzak, uh, who's going to talk about the Dale Carnegie course. Meldon Law has been serving personal injury victims since 1971. In those days, Jeffrey Meldon's presence as an attorney in the music scene dubbed him with the nickname, The Hippie Attorney. And although times have changed, two things haven't. Our commitment to bettering our community by helping the injured. Albert, are you ready to go to the game? And our love for the Florida Gators. If you bleed orange and blue, Meldon Law is the firm for you. Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Melvin Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad, we're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melvin Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to carry allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melden Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melden fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melden Law right now. I was in an accident. Someone ran red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Belden because you're going to need help. 
and they will help you. Call Melbourne Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. Melden Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Here we go again. Welcome back to Melden Law and Friends. I am Jeffrey Melden, founder of Melden Law and uh, attorney, helping people put their lives back together after serious accidents. Uh, our special guest today, a good friend of mine uh, from the Dale Carnegie uh, course. Uh, welcome, Bob Danzak. How are you doing today, doing Bob? Doing great, Jeffrey. Always doing great when I get to be with you. That's fantastic. So Bob and I know each other. As a matter of fact, um, we uh, are all excited about the uh, Dale Carnegie course starting. What's the date? Uh, tonight. Tonight. Okay. Uh, those of you that are interested in the Dale Carnegie course, uh you can uh, get a hold of Bob, but first, we're going to give you a little tease here. We're going to talk a little bit about what the Dale Carnegie course is, and then we'll give you all the information. So if you want to get involved, you can, uh, even though uh, you may not be able to make it tonight, you can catch up next week and uh, get started. So uh, let's go. Bob, uh, I've been through the Dale Carnegie course uh, why don't you tell the listeners, first of all, a little background about yourself and how did you get involved with uh, Dale Carnegie? A, a long time ago, Jeffrey. Uh, 1991, I was named general manager of a radio station. And I had been sales manager, so I had managed people and, and led people, but I didn't know what I was getting into. And I needed to find something that really helped me interact with more than just one department. I had read How to Win Friends and Influence People uh, a few years before that. I saw that the class was coming to where I was living in Michigan. I signed up. And that experience, uh, I became a graduate assistant a couple of times and a customer of theirs for about 17 years. That was my indoctrin into that. 2009, the gentleman that owned the franchise in Jacksonville, Buddy Faulkner, uh, we were doing some work together. I was putting some of my uh, people into his classes. He asked me to come work with him, and that was an opportunity that I just jumped at. So, so all of a sudden, it's like, hey, Bob, you want to take over the uh, uh, Dale Carnegie course for North Florida? Yeah, <laughs> that, that's basically <laughs> what it was. We had somebody that came in, another franchisee, in between Buddy and myself. But that that was basically it, you know. Come on in and learn the business. It was awesome. It was really a lot so, of fun. So um, let's demystify what the Dale Carnegie course is. Some people think it's just public speaking. Some people think it's uh, just leadership. Some people have different ideas. Uh, why don't you give us kind of an overview of what the uh, what people can expect if they uh, enroll in and complete the Dale Carnegie course? Everything that you mentioned, it's that and more. We do have, I can't think of a better way to learn public speaking than in that program. But it's not just that. And it's not just leadership. We help people build their confidence 
And some people think, well, I'm really confident. I don't need something like that. Well, there's certain areas that all of us lack that in. So that, that is part of that. And then people skills. I mean, 85% of your success in life, according to Harvard School of Business, comes from how you interact and get along with other people. And we don't have enough of that in our normal brick and mortar schools. That's a big part of it. I don't, I don't know if we have any. I mean, I, I, I I'm know. trying to remember. I went through, uh, you know, um, seven years uh, after I, I spent, you know, however many years I was, um, <laughs> you know, it took me to graduate high school. Then I go to undergrad school. Then I go to law school. And I don't think in all that time um, I ever had a course, you know, that taught people skills. It, it just it's not there. And then communication, both like we're doing here in front of a group, uh, tough conversations, those conversations that you don't want to have, yet you have to have them. How do you deal with those? Of course, the leadership component. And then the fifth part of what the program is, is managing our attitudes as it goes to stress and worry and how that impacts a team uh, when one or a few of the people really have some things that they can't deal with. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's very important to, you know, uh, understand the interaction because no matter what your position is in any group, you, you wind up uh, normally being in some kind of a, a group setting where you're trying to solve problems, do things better. Uh, what are some of the ways that the Dale Carnegie course uh, helps you learn those skills? Well, in many ways, having the intestinal fortitude to be able to have those conversations or, or to do that. Uh, plus, you know, really when you look at it, you know, the ability to manage your own worries and your stress, and that's a huge part of it, as you know. Uh, it just, <laughs> understanding how to, like my favorite principle of the, of the stress and worry principles is living in daytight compartments. How do we take home maybe some of the things that are going on at home and leaving it there and being able to focus on what you're doing at work and vice versa? Or like in your role where you're working with different departments, how do you not let that bleed from one to the other if one team is having a challenge? Uh, to me, that that is a big part of that. Yeah, I really appreciated um, during... Um when I took the course learning, you know, the concept of living in day tight compartments, which basically means, you know, it's 1230 or one o'clock at night. You got something on your mind that's, uh, you know, worrying you, driving you crazy about how you're going to solve this problem or whatever. And the fact is, like, the next day you wake up and you're going to deal with it. Yes. Now, yeah. some, some people deal with it better than others. <laughs> However, staying up all night worrying about it is not the solution. Yeah. You know, Mr. Carnegie says in the book about insomnia, you know, it, that you know, don't worry about insomnia because your body's going to shut down when it needs to. Don't sit there and toss and turn. Get up, read a book, do something, and you'll get back to sleep. You know, that... But so many of us start, oh, I've got a meeting at 10 tomorrow. I can't get any sleep. And then all of a sudden, you've worked yourself up to this frenzy 
of not being able to sleep, you're worried about it so much, that there are methods that you can utilize to get through that. And you got the little golden book right there. So now I'm glad you, you brought that. that up. So <laughs> this is a little golden book. And in uh, just a few pages, it summarizes the eight-week uh, course. We yep. didn't mention that. It's an eight-week course. It goes from 6 in the evening till 9.30 at night. And uh, in that uh, eight weeks, uh, you'll be uh, amazed at what you'll learn. So here's what I thought we would do, Bob, is uh, I'm going to pull out. And I, by the way, keep this um, around me all the time. It's on my desk. It's uh, always around me. So I know... Uh, you know, what it is. Okay, I'm going to be reading something and I want you just to react to it and okay. tell me what it, okay. Don't criticize, condemn, or complain. Uh, if, when you go through the program, you'll always hear the three C's. Those are the three C's. And it's the only principle that starts with a negative. Don't. All the other ones are more, you know, from a positive standpoint, but don't criticize, condemn, or complain. First of all, try to do that in one day. Try to do that for a half hour. <laughs> but as nature, when you're building relationships with people, uh, you know, sometimes you don't want to be around somebody that's always complaining or always criticizing people or the condemning. And the condemning is pretty quiet. You know, that might go on in your brain. And learning not to do that really opens up avenues and it is the very first principle very first principle you know what it's like if we could all um in some way integrate that into our consciousness on a, a regular basis well first of all we'd be much happier very right? much i don't yes. think people that are complaining all the time are, are happier happy people well you know somebody once said to me well people are not attracted to those type of people uh yes they are People that criticize, condemn, and complain are attracted to those type of people. And they love to get into this nest and have these little, you know, let's talk about so-and-so, or let's talk about that person, or let's complain about this. When you eliminate that from your life, you open up so much of your life that you can fill it with a lot of different things, uh, happiness or uh, laughter or whatever. Yeah, and and it, it's something that... Um, uh, I have tried to uh, think about more often. I, I, I'm generally a positive thinking person. I don't, uh, I don't think I've lived my life, you know, criticizing, condemning, and complaining. However, um, I think that it, it really helps me now, uh, particularly if there's social issues or political issues that come about. Um, I've, I've stopped. Uh, having things drive me crazy. That's good. That's good. Okay. A little idea of how that would work. This happened, actually happened when I was living in Ocala many years ago. Two cars, eight guys going to play golf. I, we were given the wrong directions to this golf course. We got to where we thought we were going and it wasn't the right place. So they gave us directions I was driving one car and a friend of mine was driving another car. The folks in the other car, in our car, we laughed about it. What an experience. We would have got to meet that person. You know, we, we did so, we were having such a great time. The other guys did nothing but criticize whoever sent the directions, 
complain about the fact that they drove you know, 20 miles out of the way and they were going to be almost late for their tea time. They had a miserable day. Our car had a great day. <laughs> No, it's it's just the difference between those two type of things, and, and it was the identical circumstance. It was just exactly how you d- deal with it. So, um, when I went through the Dale Carnegie course, I thought that was probably you know the most important thing because in uh, the legal arena, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're always it's, it's adversarial. Okay, however, there's a different way to handle um, somebody who's on the other side of the table. Uh, So in in my former life, if there was an adjuster or an attorney on the other side, I think I was a little more um, um, confrontational. Okay. With that person, you know, it's like trying to convince them that they were wrong and get them to say I'm wrong, (laughs) which never happened. No. Okay. So, uh, when you realize that you don't have to criticize somebody or condemn them, you respect what their beliefs are and acknowledge them, then you might actually make a lot more progress as far as resolving whatever the uh, issue is. And it's using these two, your ears, when, when you, usually when we throw out our opinion or be critical of people, we're not listening. And when you're able to not do that and open up your ears it's it's completely different and people come to our program as you know it's a business class it it's yet it's not just business oh it's definitely a lot more that principle for parents you know we we can find our kids doing something wrong all the time and we usually do and we usually point it out yet as a parent when you Start not criticizing. It doesn't mean not to correct them. It's just not that bashing criticism. Right. In other words, you don't want to crush their ego. What you want to do is give them some kind of positive feedback so that they're willing to get back up and try whatever it is again. Yes, definitely. So today I'm, I was interviewing, not interviewing, but I had a meeting with a client and, uh, you know, he came in. Uh, and he wanted to talk, okay? So I just kind of sat back, and I listened. And what's amazing is he probably walked out of that saying, what a great lawyer, you know? (laughs) I sat there and listened to this guy go on and on and on and on, right? Yes. Uh, And, you know, I, I certainly you know, helped direct the conversation a little to what the legal issue was involved. But uh, that's something that I, uh, you know, I learned in the Dale Carnegie course. I, I think I had done it in the past, but it reinforced the idea. Uh, what you were just talking about is let the other person have their say. Yeah. Let, well, it, there's principles, you know, become genuinely interested in the other person, which you need to be interested in that person mm-hmm. in order to listen to them. And then let them do a great deal of the talking, you know, definitely, you know, and be a good listener and encourage them to talk about themselves. That's what you do. That's how you're going to, uh, you know, uncover whatever the things are that your client needs. And and the other side of that, too, is that, you know, you really make them feel important when you listen to people. And you're not, everything through the Dale Carnegie book uh, is sincere and honest. I mean, it's not a manipulative 
yeah. way of living. So it, it's very, you've so, got to really want to be that type of a person. Yeah. So that leads me to my next principle here. The only way to, the, to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Let's yeah, talk about that. Definitely. Principle number 10. It, 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 it's just one of those things that uh, nobody wins in an argument. And you may, if you see that the temperature has risen in the room, it's best for you to go down. Not try to get in a shouting match, not try to talk them down or prove you're right. It's, hey, let that person go. And the story that Mr. Carnegie tells in the book is just awesome, where the individual said that, you know, that that came from a Shakespeare play and Mr. Carnegie was talking him down. He was having an argument with him and, and talking about it. And he brought his buddy in to say, aren't I right? And the, and the guy said, no, you're wrong, Dale, you're wrong. So when they were driving home later on, he asked me, you knew I was right. Why'd you say, he said, it was his party. Why are you going to do that in front of him and his, all of his guests? He'll figure out down the road that you were right and that he was wrong. And because you didn't argue with him, he's going to think a lot higher of you. And, and that's an amazing consequence uh, of learning some uh, basic social skills. Right? People skills. That's it, it, We work in that. And uh, it, it, what I like about the class, too, is those first nine principles that we learn are, are, you know, Mr. Carnegie called the first three principles, the foundation to human relations. And then the next six are to get people to like you. Because if you're not likable, how are you going to build that, you know, that relationship with that individual? How are you going to gain their willing cooperation? Or how are you going to lead them down the road when you get to that point? So building that is very important, building that rapport with somebody. You know, in the office... Um you know, uh, I, many years ago, I read a book called The One-Minute Manager. Yes. Okay. Yeah. You know the mm -hmm. book, right? Mm -hmm. And the basic principle is you don't have to spend 25 minutes with somebody to give them a compliment and give them some encouragement and build some rapport with uh, yeah. somebody in the office. Yeah, definitely. And if you look at principle five there, Jeffrey... That's something that not enough people do, <laughs> and it changes the entire. Well, wait, wait, you got to tell people uh, what it is. You're, you're because building you, up suspense here. Uh, you can walk into a room, <laughs> say nothing, and just have a smile on your face, and you can change the attitude or the altitude in the room just with a smile. And that's, you know, that's something that is vitally important. In, in our business world today is, you know, sometimes we get so pressured that we're not thinking about it and we're walking around with the weight of the world on our shoulders or on our face. Sometimes you need to put that smile on your face just to change the attitude. You know, uh, that's one of the things that I miss when we were closed uh, during COVID, yeah. uh, the interaction in the office. We, Our office has, um, it's kind of like uh, a racetrack. Uh, because it's oval, okay? And one of my regular routines when I, uh, you know, come into the office is I go door to door and just say hello. And and during the day, I'll, you know, hi, Mary, what's going on? You're doing a good job. I saw this uh, stuff, 
you know, let's get together on it later on, things like that really mean more to a person, particularly if I'm in the position of authority and I'm showing them yes. uh, some positive uh, feedback to uh, make them feel better during that day. And of course, then they help our clients more. They're more enthusiastic and uh, all a huge all that, part of all that comes. So let's, let's that's that old Tom Peters uh in search of excellence, MBWA, management by walking around. And we missed that during COVID. I mean, that, that was very difficult because that was, I read that book like right when it first came out, I don't know, late seventies, yeah. early eighties, whenever that, the second of his books came out. And that, that to me was like an eye-opening thing. It was, you know, what are you wandering around the radio station for? I'm not, you know, I'm making, contact with people and yeah and he he was he was one of my heroes early on Stephen Covey of course yes mm -hmm. uh was uh terrific and um you know to this day um I've got a stack of about 25 books that I've uh you know either uh read or uh, am you know halfway through reading because it really um energizes me to be able to think about ways to grow and uh and when you read those books like like the book you gave me last a couple of weeks ago when you read that you see the thread in there of how to win friends and influence people because that you know that was the first that was the initial book of that genre of uh coaching people and you everybody that has come from from after that seems to all refer back you know the seven habits they're all, they all seem intertwined of things that they learn from from that experience. Yeah, so the Dale Carnegie book, what was it written, 1935 or yeah. something? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it, back then, um, you know, it was certainly well-received. Uh, what was remarkable is uh, even after his death, I think his wife carried on the mission. Yes, she tell, did. Tell the story about how all that happened. Oh, well... It, those are stories that I've heard from you know, her, um, from his like stepchildren. Uh, just amazing that Dale died in 1955, and back then I we had a lot of what we referred to as sponsors. Were today were uh, franchisees. Back then there wasn't that type. You were giving a license to be able to uh, produce the program in your territory. So you were a sponsor. And all of these people were kind of like getting together and talking about where the business was going to go. And Dorothy said, uh, no, this is my company. This is the direction we're going. And she just took, you know, the bull by the horns and boom, you know, just really exploded it going forward. So that, that's something I always... So, Love to hear that okay, story. So we need to keep going through um, the, the, okay, be a leader, okay? I'll read a couple. All right. Begin with praise and honest appreciation. And next is call attention to people's mistakes indirectly. Okay. Now, what I usually, most people in a management or leadership role do not begin with praise. Uh, unless they went through the Dale Carnegie class. Now, and I ask people, how would you feel 
if every interaction you have with your supervisor began with praise. Wow, that would be great. Okay. You know, just they're looking to find something that you've done correctly. You know, you're going to have this dis- discussion, but begin with praise and appreciation. Thank you for like being here, you know, for the job you've done. And then what was the second one? Well, oh, let the other person save face. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, it, yes. It's, it's uh, yeah, call attention people's okay. mistakes indirectly. indirectly. That's oh. exactly what it is. You know, there are times that you don't have to. Uh, story I tell is I was teaching a class at, at a certain company, and one of the individuals in the class had been like ratted out in front of it, all of the other engineers at this organization. He knew he made a mistake. Everybody in the room knew he made a mistake. Yet this person called that, his boss called him out. You know, you could have done that totally differently without it, just indirectly you know, by asking a question or it, they made a mistake. It, you know, let them go with that, you know, help them coach them, but you don't have to like put it right out to them right there and let every, let the world know, Hey, look at this person, you know, look at what they did wrong. You know, well, let's you not know, be like, yeah, it's like, okay. So last night, um, my daughter sent me a video of my seven year old grandchild. Okay. And he was in front of an auditorium with 250 people. And he got up there to do a piano um, piece that he had recorded, uh-huh. you know, d- practice, right? And uh, he, he, you know, he did he did pretty good, but he made some mistakes. Okay, so of course, you know, my take on it was, wow, what courage that seven year old kid had to get up in front of two hundred kids and perform uh, a piano piece, right? right? The opposite would be, oh, look, you, how, how many times, didn't you, I thought you practiced that, you know, is to call them, yeah, it, that, that is just something, you know, the thing about that principle, too, is that we as a society have come through by being criticized and, you know, we're harsh on each other way too often. And there are times when you practice that principle and the other person doesn't get it. It may take time after time after time of doing it before they realize, wow, this person's really a great person to work for because we're not conditioned that way. We're conditioned to be critical, you know, to point things out, especially now with social media. Absolutely. We're oh just, my God. Just, social media, you know, they talk about bullying on social media, but it's, it's a real um, phenomenon. And when you and I grew up, uh, there was no cell phones. Um, there was, you know, if the you know television was there, radio was there, uh, but there was very little communication except picking up the telephone and calling somebody or being in a room with somebody with and having people. a conversation, right? right. Um, this whole phenomenon. Look, we aren't going to put the toothpaste back in the tube. No, no, no. So we probably need to use principles from the Dale Carnegie course to help manage uh, yeah. some of the negativity that can occur 
on social media because you have a lot of people that haven't taken the Dale Carnegie course <laughs> on social media, and we need to get them into the course. Yes, so definitely. That, that's, that, if everybody who is on social media had some perspective of what uh, you're teaching, Absolutely. what a better uh, world it would be. A few weeks ago, the uh, Alachua County Chamber of Commerce invited me to do a like a lunch and learn for them. And I did it on applying the Dale Carnegie principles to social media. And it was all about bullying, it, it, about that, the way people do, does, do things. When you, when you look at, if you went to any site that talks about psychology, bullying, and you start looking at the traits and the trends of those individuals that do a lot of bullying, and then you start looking at it on social media, it's incredible to just see the, you know, it, it's it's an insecure thing. It's a, a, a need to control, uh, you know, to have the last say, to put other people down, to make you feel bigger. All of those things going in there. And if you apply those principles to social media, as I did with that, that group that day, I could see the lights going on in their eyes, you know, like they were like, wow, yeah. you know, this, you know, this really does. You know? So, okay, let's uh, wrap this up with a call to action. Okay. okay. The call to action is do something uh, to better your life. And uh, the way you can do it, uh, I promise you in eight weeks, you will improve your life if you enroll and take the Dale Carnegie course. So Bob, tell us a little bit about how to go about it. What's the first step they need to take? Well, they can go to, uh, well, they can go to our website, jacksonville.dalecarnegie.com. Even though it says Jacksonville, it's for all of North Florida and South Georgia. So jacksonville.dalecarnegie.com and register. Now, we do have a class starting tonight. Just a couple hours away. If you want to come, just show up. It's at Caldwell Banker, M&M Parish, Caldwell Banker, uh, out on 39th. Come out there, uh, and I'll get you registered. We'll figure that out down the road and get you involved. But that's the best way to, to, to get a hold of us. So, um, again, if you just put in, you know, Dale Carnegie, uh, if you Google it, you can, I've done it because I put in Dale Carnegie Jacksonville. Uh, I put in Dale Carnegie Gainesville and it all it, goes to it, Jacksonville. It goes to Jacksonville. Yeah. So for those of you that are like me and want something really simple, just Google it. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I promise you, it will be the best favor that you ever do for yourself and those that you love and that you're around. I want to thank Bob Ganzak for joining us on Melden Law and Friends. And please do something, take action, and take the Dale Carnegie course. We'll see you next week.